Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for April 6th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is indeed our one of two in our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Man, we've had some hard-hitting talk shows coming your way, baby. Yesterday's recap starts now. Shame, ladies and gentlemen. Utah Senators Mitt Romney, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Susan Collins of Maine, shame. Yeah, they all back Judge Jackson. This is the woman that can't define woman. How do you call her a woman if she can't define woman? Just wondering. Very strange indeed. Uh, I'm, my question is, can Senator Romney provide a clear definition of what a woman is? See, if Romney's going to back this whacked-out lady that can't define a woman, how the heck is she going to define constitutional terms? How is she going to uh, keep oath of office? Ter- how do we? Wow. The Daily Caller, believe it or not, decided to reach out to all 50 Senate Democrats to see if anyone was willing to offer a definition of the word woman. Every single request. Um. Silence. Yeah, the Supreme Court nominee, Brown Brown Jackson, she won't define woman either. So none of the 50 state senators that are, <clears throat> what, Democrat, will define it. Kamala won't define it. The Supreme Court uh, nominee, Jackson, won't define it. Where do we go with that, ladies and gentlemen? We'll get into that as the broadcast unfolds. Abortion, murder, I mean, just crazy agenda going on everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Pete Buttcheek, whatever you call this guy's name, Buttcheek, ah, whatever. He says to Americans, get used to gas crushing prices or price. What is it? Anyway, he's saying, hey, crushing gas prices, ladies and gentlemen, until we achieve clean energy independence, whatever that dishonest narrative means, right? We also talked about the fact that a life without fossil fuels is literally impossible today. Yeah, what can you do without fossil fuels these days? I mean, even your clothes, fossil fuels. I mean, everything you do, fossil fuels. Now, I don't even believe in the term fossil fuels because I don't believe they come from dinosaur bones in the first place. I believe the earth makes oil. The mantle of the earth makes oil. But I digress, except to say this is the kind of stuff we're dealing with, ladies and gentlemen. This dishonesty in science everywhere. All right, Tesla or Tesla CEO Elon Musk, the richest man in the world, decided he is going to buy a 9.2% stake in Twitter. What do you think that all means, ladies and gentlemen? Musk purchased roughly 
73.5 million shares, making him the largest shareholder in the company. Now, some say it's a takeover by Musk of Twitter because he believes they're off the rails and denying free speech, but now they've put Musk on the board, which means that he won't be able to really buy more stock. So has he tried to make a calculated decision? Has he been stymied in his efforts? Time will tell. We'll keep an eye on that ball. Elon Musk also hinted that he was going to start his own media company. Uh, Is he going to do that in addition to owning that kind of stock in Twitter? Or is he going to parlay Twitter into his media purchase instead of building one? Uh, What's going to happen with all that? We'll keep an eye on the ball. Nevertheless, I'm still banned from Twitter. (laughs) Anyway, that was our One of Liberty Roundtable Live. Hour two. We had an incredible guest on. Uh, He's a pastor from Oklahoma. Uh, And I think you say his name, Daniel Nevejas. He's an Oklahoma pastor. He has a website called EKKOK.com. And uh, we had an incredible conversation with him as we did the simulcast of the Sheriff Mack Show on TV and Liberty Roundtable Live. And we talked about uh, all kinds of topics, but chief among them, how the Black Robe Regiment was so critical in the American Revolution and how critical that is today. We talked about the role of the church, the responsibility of pastors in the American Revolution and our sacred responsibility today, folks. We talked about our duty as citizens. That's an essential partnership in providing solutions, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about sheriffs being part of that, local county governments being part of that. We talked about this goal they have. They call it the Make Oklahoma Free Again vision. And that vision, uh, Make Oklahoma Free Again uh, vision, has to do with a sheriff's training event going on May 7th. That's right, May 7th, just over a month. MakeOklahomaFreeAgain.com to learn more and to get involved with that. We uh, also talked about a virtual event that took place last last night with Sheriff Richard Mack and Dr. Sherwood, who's running for governor uh, of Oklahoma. So we'll keep an eye on that ball. Uh, Archives of the simulcast of Liberty Roundtable Live and the Sheriff Mack Show. Audio available at LibertyRoundtable.com and LovingLiberty.net. Video available at Brideon.tv. Anyway, tremendous, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Uh, That's a recap of yesterday's show. And news the networks refused to use today starts now. Delighted to bring James Edwards on the radio with me. Talk show host in his own right. Author, all-around, delightful American. Race, politics, and hypocrisy in the 21st century, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. ThePoliticalCesspool.org is his website. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Sam, I marvel at how much time has passed since we first uh, began to collaborate together. Well over a decade now. Thankful for it each and every month as we sit here uh, just a week or so shy of Easter as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's great to be back with you, Sam. Amen to that, sir. There's so much to cover, so little time. Any comment on any of the uh, topics we covered yesterday really quick? My goodness, I would, you know, as I was listening to your uh, 
top of the show recap, I actually wanted to talk about just about each and everything you mentioned. Uh, you're always covering hard-hitting news that the networks refuse to use, of course, but uh, this one was uh, particularly uh, savory to me. But if we're going to start with that uh, article that you sent me, that you emailed me earlier, perhaps we could start there, and I can uh, bob and weave from that point back into a couple of other uh, things you mentioned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's so much to talk about. We talked... Um, uh, well, let's just say this. With Lowell Nelson and Scott Bradley on Monday, we talked in detail about this great divide in America. And the divide's getting worse. Whether you want to call it red state, blue state divide, uh, whether you want to call it conservative, liberal divide, uh, whether you want to call it, I, I, don't, I don't know what divide you want to call it, but um, the divide in America is happening at an alarming rate, and it's really relating to the states. Okay, so for example, Idaho passes a serious pro-life law. I get that it's got some problems, I understand, but still, they, they passed a pro-life law. Oregon doubles down and promotes abortion big time. California doubles down and promotes abortion big time. Uh, you know, you've heard about the Texas bill going all the way to the Supreme Court. You've heard about the incredible efforts by uh, Tennessee and other states. Well, now Oklahoma governor, the guy's name is Governor uh, Kevin Stitt, I think is how you say his name, he has signed three pro-life bills into law. And he says, we want to be the most pro-life state in the country, and I want to be the most pro-life governor, he said. Now think about that, folks. Uh, each state is upping the anti to defend pro-life. But at the same time, Oklahoma decides they're going to be the most pro-life in the country. Well, that used to be Texas, right? Well, now gay governor signs bill making killing the unborn a new right. New law puts state on par with China and North Korea. Liveaction.org and WND.org both reporting the story. The mainstream press not even in the mix. Who are we talking about, you say? Colorado governor. I think you, you say his name, Jared Polies, is that how you say his name? Anyway, he signed a lot of go literally pro-death on us. Uh, uh, I don't even know how to respond to this stuff. But you're seeing the divide happening at a greater rate than ever before, James. And, and it's not just happening at a greater rate than ever before. It's happening over issues that are so far extreme now, it really defies belief i mean you have people contemplating actual governments in this country contemplating uh, abortion well after birth i mean i'm talking into the first month of birth so yesterday's battle where you had partial birth abortion and 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 that degeneracy and that form of murder well now that's extended well into the actual uh, out of the womb out of the hospital even uh term of life where you're you're well into the first month of uh, a baby's infancy and this is something that we are not we necessarily but that the people in leadership positions of this country are debating as we continue to progress away from god and into this culture of death i've got a lot to say about this uh, on the flip side i hear the music a lot to come on liberty roundtable today you got it ladies and gentlemen james edwards sam bushman breaking it down just for you hard-hitting talk at your fingertips Liberty Round Table on your radio.
The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, James Edwards breaking it down just for you. States are being divided like you would not believe. California, Oregon, Colorado doubling down for pro-death. Idaho, Tennessee, Texas, now Oklahoma doubling down for pro-life. The polarized reality could not be more stark or more in your face, James. Well, and look what's going on in Florida as well, Sam, this so-called don't say gay bill. I mean, it's hardly that. It's hardly that. It's, um, of course, an effort by Ron DeSantis, who, while nobody's perfect, certainly in, in positions of high power, uh, he has uh, been quite good on a number of things over the course of the last uh, really half a decade, certainly leading the way on the pushback against the COVID tyranny. And now, I mean, what really was signed in Florida uh, in the last couple of days was this anti-grooming bill where LGBTQ, uh, whatever they're called, teachers, you know, they're now quitting because they can't talk to kindergartners about sex anymore. I mean, in my father's or grandparents' day, if uh, a, a teacher had been talking to kindergartners about how to have perverse sex in class, I mean, they would have been dealt with harshly and not, you know, and... Uh, it wouldn't have all been controversial. The controversial thing would have been that it happened at all. But see, this just goes to show, I think, how far this is progress, right? This is how I define progress. Progress is, uh, as we hear, uh, the left is for progress. Well, it's it's actually the only progress being made is it's making this country progressive 
progressively worse and godless and uh, immoral and evil. Really, it's truly just evil. But yesterday's battle lines have been moved forward now to the question is whether or not you can uh, teach this perversion to children and harm them for life in public school kindergarten classes. Now, back to abortion again, as we were talking about just before the break. It, now it's not, hey, can you have abortion or a you know, partial birth abortion? It's, it's can you murder a kid in, in its first month of life? That's where we're at now, okay? Now, the states, as you're mentioning, there is a dividing line with these states. The states have always been, there's always been states that have been quite good on any issue of the day. What happens is you have states that say, we're not going to stand for homosexual marriage. That was a battle you know, being fought some years ago in the mid-2010s, I guess. And uh, the Supreme Court says, no, nope, no, states' rights, you know, with this whole thing where we're a collection of autonomous states that come together as a united uh, country, that, that's been dead and gone since 1865. You can forget that uh, gay marriage is the law of the land. And it's going to happen here, too. It always happens. Uh, it'll happen with whatever the latest advancement of the left is because conservatives, and I've got a quote on exactly why this always happens, it is spot on. You will understand it and um, what can be done about it. Now, that will be a topic for another discussion, but the states would be fine if they were allowed to act. But what happens is after a suitable amount of time uh, that, for instance, homosexuality is the law of the land, conservatives just move on. They move on to the next defeat. Conservatives basically exist to ratify the advancements of the left. And I, I fear that that's what's going to happen here. So, yes, you've got these states that you mentioned that are putting forth a pretty vigorous pro-life legislation, but it will be overturned at the federal level eventually. And you say, well, hey, we finally got that Supreme Court uh, that we've been waiting our whole lives for, a majority conservative Supreme Court. Except, you know, hey, they haven't really delivered anything, and even they've delivered some nominal peripheral victory for, well, I say victory. Anything other than a total defeat is a victory for conservatives, I guess. And so I guess the ruling on the last abortion measure that went to the Supreme Court wasn't a total defeat, uh, but it wasn't a total win either. They kind of just uh, dragged the line. And uh, that's because, of course, to them, the status uh, – and the ability to go to the cocktail parties in D.C. and be a part of the in crowd that is D.C. Nobody wants the media on their backs. I mean, hey, our founding fathers sacrificed blood and bone, uh, but how can we be expected to endure being called names? So I think that these states, even though I'm seeing encouraging things, um, I, I don't think it's going to be uh, a win that you can hang your hat on. The one thing I did see that you sent me from the Epoch Times that was interesting is that conservatives or pro-life advocates, I guess I should say, are trying to frame this thing now as, hey, this is more harmful to blacks. And I think if that argument reached the Supreme Court, you might, might have a chance. Now, this is before Kentanji gets on there and here again. Uh, conservatism at the federal level, Mitt Romney and these people going along with this this uh, this woman who certainly is not qualified uh, to, to be on the court. I mean, the, the fact everybody knows she was only picked because she was a black woman, and, and, and that totally flies in the face of, uh, uh, well, really, frankly, the Civil Rights Act as, as we were understood it to be. But um, 
the idea that uh, you would say, hey, this is going to damage blacks more, if you say, I'm against abortion, I am pro-life because it's murder, uh, this is an affront to God, uh, if you say this uh, without invoking one of the privileged minority classes, uh, I don't think you have a leg to stand on. They're not going to go for it. But if you put the pressure on the, the Supremes, by saying, hey, if you do this, you're harming blacks. Well, the blacks certainly sit higher on the diversity totem pole than um, the people who vote conservative, uh, which is, of course, white people. Then uh, maybe, just maybe, if you if you go with that as your lead argument, you might have a chance. And I think that's what, if you're interested in pro-life, I think that's the way you would have to advance it. Now, I, I've talked for a while here. Uh, I do have the exact answer or the exact explanation as to why conservatives always lose. But but by all means, Sam, chime in on this, and perhaps I could wrap it up with that. All right, let's uh, kind of break this down, ladies and gentlemen. We highlighted Calif- or Oklahoma and Colorado as kind of the two latest states to jump into the fray with completely polar opposite stances. Ten states, believe it or not, now allow killing babies up to birth in abortions, ladies and gentlemen. And now Joe Biden's $5.8 trillion budget includes enormous global funding of abortion. Okay? James Edwards just talked about citing, quote, racial discrimination. Black leaders target Roe versus Wade. Alex Newman with the incredible piece. Now, Alex Newman is a dear friend. A great, great guy. But it talks about Alabama being really one of the most conservative states in the union. So Oklahoma's vying for it, Alabama vying for it, Uh, Texas, Tennessee, a lot of the South vying for it, Uh, Mississippi vying for it. You got um, Idaho so far being kind of one of the leaders of conservatism to some degree. Now, if you ask Ammon Bundy and others, and I would agree with him that, you know what, hey, the governor Little of Idaho is not even close to conservative, but it's a start. It's the battle's on folks and they're citing right racial discrimination these black leaders okay this alabama lawsuit on behalf of unborn black babies making its way through the state's court saying that the abortion industry is deliberately targeting black americans and other minorities abortion giant planned parenthood acknowledges its roots in the eugenics movement although it says, hey, it's trying to rectify (laughs) that legacy. The goal, by the way, of this effort by these black leaders, ladies and gentlemen, is to overturn Roe versus Wade and to restore protections for the unborn. They say that the landmark Supreme Court case decision undermined over 50 years ago. Dozens of prominent black leaders from across the United States are involved in the case, arguing that Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry is deliberately targeting African Americans and other minorities. It started, by the way, with Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood. These black leaders tell the Epoch Times, um, basically in her writings and her speeches, etc., she spoke to, they then bring in the Ku Klux Klan, the KKK. And she openly uh, believed that they need to go against populations that are less desirable. Indeed, in 1939, 
Sanger launched the infamous what they call Negro Project. The goal is to promote birth control and other measures in the black community. And then it's just gone off the rails from there. And other evidence, they're pointing to an investigation that was done in 2010 census data showing these abortion clinics are pretty much all positioned in poor neighborhoods, black neighborhoods. Planned Parenthood would claim that their clinics are located where the greatest need is. But other prominent leaders in the case are literally doubling down Martin Luther King Jr.'s niece, Alveda King, called this the civil rights issue of our time. Well, James Edward has had Alveda King, uh, what, on his show before several times? Yeah, we'll talk about this. Ladies and gentlemen, no racial group in America has ever been more left out. We'll talk about this with James Edwards in seconds. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The humanitarian crisis in Ukraine is getting worse. Russia launched more airstrikes today on a city that's already been under siege for weeks. Officials in Mariupol say 160,000 residents are still trapped and have no power, heat, water, or medicine. Ukrainian President Zelensky accuses Russia of war crimes and the United Nations' inability to do anything about it. The UN Security Council exists, and security in the world doesn't, for anyone. This definitely means that the United Nations is currently unable to carry out functions for which it was created. After what the world saw in Bucha, sanctions against Russia must commensurate with the gravity of the occupier's war crimes. The Israeli government lost its majority in the Knesset today when the coalition whip from Prime Minister Bennett's Yemena party announced she was joining the opposition. Bennett was clearly shaken up only hearing about the move in the media. USA Radio News. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan, double MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need, 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE, 833-34-BIBLE. Special counsel John Durham charges in a new filing Hillary Clinton's campaign. Its lawyer and a tech executive took part in a joint venture to gather and spread misinformation about Donald Trump during the 2016 presidential campaign. Former assistant U.S. attorney Andrew McCarthy on Fox News. The reason that this may advance the ball for the prosecution in a meaningful way is it's almost like a transcript. It's a written statement uh, by the person who is accused of making a false statement to the FBI, which contains the essence of what the government says the deception is. This is a huge development and was made in a 48-page motion filed late Monday, arguing for the admission of additional evidence ahead of the Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman's pending trial for allegedly lying to the FBI. 
Over 25,000 people are expected at the Miami Beach Convention Center today through Saturday for Bitcoin 2022. The event is billed as the world's largest Bitcoin gathering. Hundreds of speakers will discuss the latest crypto trends. USA Radio News. Bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, Planned Parenthood has been complicit in upholding systemic racism, ladies and gentlemen. These are black leaders highlighting this reality. Elvita King, Martin Luther King Jr.'s niece is one of them. James, you've had her on your program uh, several times, uh, and this just highlights uh, who the real racists are, James. Well, she's been on, and we agree on, um, you know, the issue of the right to life, even if I certainly didn't agree with her uncle on many things, or at least uh, what her uncle really was compared to what they portrayed him as being. But, yes, now, on the uh, flip side, though, I mean, some of these arguments are silly, I think. I mean, a man. this is what I mean when I say that. Um, a man or a woman or whomever, a person, is responsible for the, for their own actions. Now you can you can argue that hey you know Margaret Sanger really believed this or that, and that's why these abortion clinics are in these particular areas. Well, you could put an abortion mill in my backyard, Sam, and I'd never go to it. You know, so that's the thing. Uh, nobody's forcing these people to have abortions, whether they're white, black, red, whatever. Uh, I guess men can have abortions now too. I mean, this is the brave new world we live in, but. Uh, nobody's forcing anybody to do that, so the buck has to stop with you. I mean, if again, if there was one right next door to me, I would still have uh, three kids, okay? So th- there is that. However, I say again that this would give the Supreme Court um, a way to make a ruling that would be good for the country, good for, of course, uh, people but that would rather live than be murdered in their mother's womb. Uh, and, and still be able to hang it up on um, in a way that would preserve their status. And, of course, that's what's most important is preserving uh, the status in Washington, D.C., not what's doing what's right. But but to say, hey, this is damaging uh, the, the, the minority community, this is systemic racism, you could say that's why we decided to rule in favor of life. Because if you say I ruled in favor of life because it's murder, it's as I said a moment ago, it's an affront to God, and so on and so forth. They're just not going to do that. Now, how do we know they're not going to do that? Because they've never done that. This goes back now at least at least 150 years, if not longer, with regards to the failure of conservatism. If you frame it in a way that's palatable with uh, the prevailing trends and the media and diversity issues, maybe you could get away with uh, delivering a, a victory. But this is uh, Robert Louis Dabney. If I could say this, this is a, a very short, uh, well, it's, it's a quote. I say short. It's, it's about a paragraph. But Robert Louis Dabney was uh, a Christian theologian. He was a Southern Presbyterian minister and uh, the chaplain to Stonewall Jackson, the great uh, Southern general. And he noticed, even back in its day, that conservatism would always lose the battle against whatever issue it was being presented with. Whatever was the breaking issues of the day, I mean, right now we're talking about, of course, abortion and transgenderism and all of these things, conservatives always found a way to lose. And he nailed it. And he nailed it in the mid-1800s. And what he said then absolutely explains what's going on today and why I believe, Sam, 
uh, that conservatives are going to lose in the uh, eventually in the don't say gay thing in Florida uh, with abortion, with with whatever. And again, the states themselves, if they were allowed to actually govern themselves and make their own decisions, I mean, hey, things would be fine. They would have been fine all all the way through. Uh, but the states always roll over to some unelected judge who's legislating from the bench or to the Supreme Court eventually. They Whoever says, hey, you can't do that, they say, yes, sir, yes, sir. Well, we can't do that, so let's move on to the next defeat. This is Robert Louis Dabney, though, on conservatism. And uh, the big issue of the day back then was rem- women's suffrage. Um, it may be inferred again that the present movement for women's rights will certainly prevail from the history of its only opponent, conservatism. Conservatism is something that never conserves anything. Its history has been that it demurs to each aggression of the progressive party and aims to save its credit by a respectable amount of growling, but always acquiesces at last in the innovation. Now, again, apply this thought process by conservatives. Think Mick Romney, think uh, Lindsey Graham, and why they always lose. Dabney nailed it. What was the resisted novelty of yesterday is today one of the accepted principles of conservatism, meaning whatever liberals were fighting for yesterday becomes something Republicans champion about five or ten years down the line. He continues. Now, let me give you an cons- example to make this point. You know, the don't sure. ask, don't tell policy of the gays there in the military go. was a great example of this, ladies and gentlemen. Remember when they promoted don't ask, don't tell. The conservatives rioted and said, how dare you, don't you? And then they got the don't ask, don't tell policy, you know, passed. And, and then about 5, 10, 15, I don't know how many years later, I'd have to go look it all up. But um, then the gay and lesbians were like, hey, we're coming out of the closet, man. We're going to be proudly gay. And then the conservatives are like, oh, no, wait a minute. We got to go back to don't ask, don't tell. Because, man, we can't be promoting gays in the military. And now you literally have the log cabin Republicans, and the Republicans are promoting gays in the military as much as anybody else. Perfect. Now you can say, well, wait a minute, Sam, that's not true. There's a lot of Republicans that are against that. You're right, but not enough to move the needle. James? Sam, that is a perfect verbal illustration. What you're saying, is, is, is that's a perfect way to uh, explain what's going on. And you're, you're right. I mean, there are a lot of Republicans. In fact, the majority of Republicans are probably against it, but not the ones that are in positions of power to actually do anything about it. And, and Dabney concludes by writing this to our points being made here. Um, that conservatism is conservative only in effecting to resist the next innovation, which will tomorrow be forced upon its timidity and will be succeeded by some third revolution to be denounced and then adopted in its turn. American conservatism is merely the shadow that follows radicalism as it moves forward towards perdition. This is a theologian in the 1850s, ladies and gentlemen, 1860s. It remains behind it, talking about conservatism. It remains behind it, but never retards it and always advances near its leader. Its impotency is not hard to explain. It is worthless because it is conservatism of expediency only and not of sturdy principle. It intends to risk nothing serious for the sake of truth and has no idea of being guilty of the folly of martyrdom. It always... Um, it always when about to enter a protest very blandly informs the wild beast whose path it essays to stop that its bark is worse than its bite and that it only means to save its manners by enacting its decent role of resistance. The only practical purpose which it now serves in American politics is to give enough exercise to radicalism to prevent it from becoming pursy and lazy from having nothing to whip. No doubt, after a few years, each Latest example of progressivism shall have become an accomplished fact. Conservatism will tacitly admit into its creed 
and thenceforth plume itself upon its wise firmness in opposing with similar weapons the extreme of the next manifestation of progressivism. And when that too shall have been won, it will be heard declaring that the integrity of the American Constitution requires at least the refusal of uh, this to assess. Uh, there it will assume with great dignity its final position. So what he said, it, I think the biggest takeaway there, Sam, is that conservatism exists to keep radicalism from becoming lazy, from having nothing else to whip. And it always accepts the latest innovation of radicalism, as Dabney called it in the in the 1860s, uh, within a few years. And then it grouses for a short amount of time about the latest manifestation, and then it adopts it. And not only adopts it, Sam, it defends it. As you say, it defends it. Conservatism defends the innovations of the left from 10 years ago. And you just continue to march. If that was true in the 1860s. It's true today. There has to be a total overhaul of this system. Conservatives never, ever, ever win anything. And the short way to say this is they play good cop, bad cop to destroy liberty, ladies and gentlemen. They've done it for, I guess, centuries is the reality that we're facing, ladies and gentlemen. The greatest country on the face of the earth is so steeped in moral principles and constitutionality that it's taken them literally several generations to destroy, but they're well on their way, ladies and gentlemen, whether you want to call it good cop, bad cop, whether you want to double down in, in, in long uh, explanations or whether you just want to say it's the Hegelian dialectic at work, the communist principle, where's great, you stake out two positions, neither are really correct, we don't care which road you go down because eventually, hey, <laughs> you can meet in the middle and you're, you're just as off the rails as when you started kind of an idea, we need to return to godly principles, jettison conservative and liberal terms remember the liberals now are just whacked out baby murderers right but yesteryear the liberals were the founding fathers the conservatives wanted to stay with king george see the liberals wanted to break away so terms change but the reality stays the same ladies and gentlemen we need godly men and women that stand on sacred principle the protection of life liberty and property the promotion of god family and country see these six words really highlight the whole deal either you're going to be pure either you're going to be moral and religious and look to god and follow his laws his guidance his truth male and female created he them i could go on right uh the, but god family and country is the key and we we're doubling down to where all roads are wrong except for the one road of constitutionality of morality of religiosity of integrity, of God and family. See, folks, it's amazing what we've allowed to happen. We've got a whole lot more coming up. James Edwards, thepoliticalcesspool.org on your radio. Being there with your child and being there for your child are two completely different things. One denotes a simple presence, which is a start, but can also be accomplished by someone other than you. Hey, can you help me with this algebra problem? See, that sheep did a fine job of being there with the child, but it didn't do a very good job of being there for the child. Now listen to the difference an involved parent can make. Hey, can you help me with this algebra problem? I'm not very good at algebra, but do you have any English questions? Because I done real good in English. <laughs> oh, Mom. Okay, let's take a look. Okay, so the algebra problem didn't get solved. 
But something better happened. Mom was there for her child. And when you're really there, they'll know how much you care. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. freedomfactor.org have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, to circle back on this abortion thing. Planned Parenthood has been complicit in upholding systemic racism. There's no doubt about it. It's provable as all get out. While they've been calling me and James the racists, the real racists have been murdering your young for literally decades, doubling down in a pro-death agenda ladies and gentlemen, and using government as their whipping boy to do their bidding, funded by tax dollars, no less. Um, Planned Parenthood doubling down and even admitting they've been involved in the eugenics movement for quite some time. But don't worry, they're going to try to overcome that. They're going to try to get out of that, you know, because they're the good guy. They lie, ladies and gentlemen. But understand the goal of this lawsuit that we mentioned, this baby Q lawsuit in Alabama, is to overturn Roe versus Wade, and restore protections for the unborn that the landmark decision undermined over 50 years ago. So here's the question for James Edwards. Uh, You know, we've got this issue of pro-life, pro-death. We've got this issue of, uh, you know what, the straight, God-ordained male and female reality or the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender agenda um, and you got to ask yourself, what do you think is going to happen in this situation with Roe versus Wade? My guess is the Supreme Court's going to basically do what they always do, which is give a little bit of meat to both parties so they can kind of uh, so they might say, hey, um, the states can decide for themselves. But what you'll do is just further a greater divide uh, if you do that. What you'll do is just um, on one hand, turn something to the states, but yet it'll just get worse. For example, Loudoun County Public Schools in Virginia instructed teachers to eliminate all gender-based practices to align with the district's transgender equity policy. They're literally jettisoning gender entirely uh, in this school district, James. And so uh, all I can tell you is as we look at this, we just go, um, no matter what they decide, this divide's only going to get worse. And even though the conservatives aren't really standing up the way I would on God's law and constitutional law, um, they are trying to stand up. But yet, uh, you know, what's going to happen? The great red-blue divide? 
the Supreme Court turns it over to the states. The states just get more and more and more polarized. But then how many states slowly but surely, uh, as Daphne wisely pointed out, over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years, will just go the way of the murderers, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what do you say, James? What do you think is going to happen? Well, past his prologue, Sam, I think we know what's going to happen, and uh, we've been a part of this cycle for, as we were talking about in the previous segment, well over 150 years, perhaps even longer than that. You had uh, a, a period of relative uh, normalcy and sanity after the War for Independence, and it's just all fallen apart slowly but surely. Going back to the war between the states, and ever since then, things have just gotten progressively worse. So I think if we look to history for, for an answer, and many times you can do that, uh, we will continue to lose. Uh, there will be some fits and starts, and some states will push back and give you hope that things may be able to turn around. Like I said, look, I, I am encouraged by what I saw out of Florida, but I know that in another 10 or uh, 5, 10, 15 years, and it's happening more rapidly now. I don't think it will even take that long. It used to take that long for any of the latest uh, innovations of the left to, to become codified, but I, now it's just happening in, in a couple of years. I mean, it, it wasn't two years after homosexuality or homosexual marriage was uh, so-called legalized by the Supreme Court that uh, all of the conservative states and governors and representatives who were fighting against it dropped it and just moved on to opposing the next thing, which, again, as Dabney said, they'll ratify in turn um, a few years afterwards. So I, I, I think... Uh, well, there's a couple of problems with our. Well, there's a lot of problems with our people. Uh, one is we're too comfortable. We've talked about this so many times. I mean, as long as there's relative comfort in America, and as long as people are still able to bring home the bacon and put food on the table and provide for their families, and as long as their families and there's not there are a lot. Yeah, of let me give you an example. Hey, did you know that? Um, man, they're gonna have pineapple crushed. Pineapple and cheese crust. Oh, that was an April Fool's joke, wasn't it? That kind of stuff, James. Yeah, I. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of places now where you can't raise your family in safety, um, but if you can raise your family in relative safety and in relative comfort, people aren't going to push back against even the most heinous of legislations and societal trends. That's just human nature, I guess, or at least it's become human nature. We've become too comfortable, and, 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 and in times of excess, you, you get flabby spiritually and uh, with regards to government. Uh, that's one of the problems we've got. And another problem, I don't know if this is so much a problem. It wouldn't be a problem if you had a Christ-centered government or a government that was a high-trust, uh, that governed over a high-trust society. Um, it's good to go along with law and order. Our people are law and order people. But my God, Sam, I mean, hey, the law and order, the law says you can murder your babies. Uh, yeah, well, we're law and order, law and order every time. That's us. So it's just, I, I, it, it's by unfurling these things incrementally as they have done for, for the last several generations, our people just slowly but surely always accept it all because they don't want to upset the apple cart. They don't want to do anything illegal. I'm not saying that is a, it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. But, my God, when you've got a criminally corrupt government and media and, 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 and they truly are, this isn't conservative hyperbole. They, they truly do hate you. <laughs> they do want you to die, and they do want your, 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 your families to suffer. Uh, so you, you know, you've got some problems with regards to pushback. People are too comfortable. Uh, people tend to, to go along with whatever becomes law. Um, so I 
think that the only solution will be the disintegration of America as we know it. I mean, you're going to have to go your separate way. If the South had won its independence, you would have a Christian nation uh, still on this continent. You do not have that now. I, I think still with the southern states, along with some of the Midwestern states and, and, and another couple of scattered states here and there, if, if those states were allowed to govern themselves, as they were originally intended to do by our Constitution and by our founding fathers and the way that this nation was set up, if you had the states that were allowed to reasonably govern themselves, uh, you would have very good states even still to this day. I mean, Florida would be a nice place to live um, in, in terms of at least this moral degeneracy. I mean, you've still got a problem with the, that comes with multi multicultural societies. You can't have people with totally different customs and beliefs and cultures and languages and faiths and heroes and all of these things. It's it's, it's difficult to have a a high trust society and a fully functioning uh, society when people are occupying the same living space that have nothing in common. I mean, that's a problem, but that's a problem that's going to have to be dealt with another day. With regards to what we're talking about right now, transgenderism, grooming kids in kindergarten, abortion, the murder of children, issues like that, uh, there are plenty of states today that would do the right thing right now um, if if they had the guts to, to dig in their heels. And, and they'll pass these legislations, and there's some great legislation coming out of places, like you said, Sam, like Alabama like Florida, like other places. We see it time and time and time again. Good stuff, but they get overturned, and they throw up their hands, and then it's law, and then it's done, and it's on to the next defeat. I know I'm sounding a little bit repetitious here, but I think you've got to drive these things home. This has been the movie. We've seen how this movie plays out. The only thing that changes is the issue, uh, but not the result. And uh, continuing to do things like, hey, we're going to get this guy elected governor, or we're going to get uh, – I mean, we had Trump – uh, majority so-called conservative Supreme Court, the House and the Senate for the first couple of years of the Trump administration. And look at where we are today. So much worse off now than we were then. It's almost unimaginable with regards to, uh, you know, this transgenderism thing. That wasn't a thing even in Trump's first years, not like it is now. And so now their goal, ladies and gentlemen, this Loudoun County Public School District in Virginia, they're instructing teachers to eliminate all gender-based practices so they can align with the district's transgender equity policy. Think about doing away with all gender. Uh, now they don't say breastfeeding. They say chest feeding. Okay, I mean, these people are absolutely jettisoning science, jettisoning God's laws. Where can this end up? I mean, pretty soon are we going to blur with the animals too? Well, where are they yes. going with you yes. think, James? That's where they're yeah, going. The way right? it is going. It's going that direction. Look, it's satanic. It's satanic. So if it's satanic, anything you can imagine, yes, bestiality will become a thing. Oh, no, not that. Well, that's what they were saying with women's suffrage. That's what they were saying with uh, all the way through each radical egalitarian movement. Oh, well, you know, it'll never get that bad. Well, it always gets worse than you can imagine. People couldn't have even imagined, even in our parents' generation, Sam, that it would be where it is today. So, yes, it will, it will, it will get to... To all of that, but and, and here's the thing: is it, do we not like it just because we disagree with that? That's why we call it names. That's why we call it evil. No, it is evil. And what it is, it's it's um, it's it's an attack against God. Number one, because it is satanic in nature. But it it is an attack on the family. What is the cornerstone? of any society or any civilization, the family. You attack the family, you destroy society, you confuse the people. I mean, that's Satan's plan. And uh, to attack the family in this way, this is uh, all of these 
initiatives seek to destroy families where you can't have children, where you can't become a family. You're uh, obviously homosexuals that, you know, you're not reproducing that way. Transgenderism. It is just an affront to the basic, basic, most basic level of, of, of family and society. And uh, if you destroy that, what have you got? You've got a bunch of rapid consumers. It, it, there really is this meme that goes around that uh, I, I support the current thing, and it's got this dummy-looking drone that's just waving the flag of what, whether it's transgenderism or Ukraine or whatever. I mean, whatever the media's pushing, you've got a, a certain subset of the population that instantly you know, begins to cheer that thing. We've got to have right-thinking people um, people who who understand that the eternal truths are in the Bible, yeah, the perverts um, cheer and, and the and we the, don't have that. Moral people capitulate. It seems like every time, ladies and gentlemen. Look, man, this conversation is getting way too heavy for me, man. You know what I want to talk about next hour? We'll kick it <laughs> off. We're gonna kick it off talking about the BK Lounge. What do you think, James? Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll do it. Do, do you know what the BK Lounge is? That's the Burger King Lounge, and I was there just a couple yeah. of days ago. <laughs> I'm We're wrong? talk about it man here's the deal they got burger king whoppers and uh the problem is they're not whopping enough <laughs> so now there's a new lawsuit ladies and gentlemen claims that whoppers are deceptive yeah in ads they appear bigger than they are in real life it didn't used to be so it used to be more realistic but lately since like 2017 Hey, they've been taking photos and, and making you believe the Whoppers are huge. But when you get one, oh, it's a disappointment, ladies and gentlemen. So now there's a big old lawsuit about this, James. Uh, do we want to talk about this now? Or are we saving it for the next hour? Because I got something to say about that. Uh, you know what? We're going to tease it for now. This is not a joke. This is, uh, I know April's April, but it's not April Fool's. Literally, Burger King Whoppers not whopping enough. Lawsuit claims that Whoppers in ads appear to be bigger in ads than they are in real life and now they gotta sue to stop burger king from false advertising there you have it ladies and gentlemen <laughs> well a big mac ain't near as big as it was when you were a kid neither is it and we're gonna talk about this next hour along with joe biden got snubbed by barry and crew we'll talk about that too all right, ladies and gentlemen, hour one of the can, hour two coming up. James Edwards, thepoliticalcesspool.org, riding shotgun on the broadcast today. And we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, James Edwards on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is indeed the broadcast for April the 6th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two, and the goal always to promote God, family, and country and to protect life, liberty, and property on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. 
Wow, there's so much to cover, ladies and gentlemen. It is just hard to even cope with. There's so much news, ladies and gentlemen. But we mentioned last hour, and we'll kick off this hour as well. Burger King Whoppers are in a lawsuit. I guess the Whopper ain't Whopper enough. It ain't whopping enough. A lawsuit says, hey, they changed their advertising. Now they make the Whopper look way bigger than it really is. It's deceptive, and they got to be sued over it. they got to stop the false advertising. James. You know, of course, it offends my sensibilities, uh, these frivolous lawsuits like this. I mean, whoever filed this lawsuit needs to be the one that's paying out, perhaps not to Burger King, but to somebody. Uh, this is obviously just a money grab. Uh, but, you know, we've seen lawsuits like this be successful in the past. You know, the the lady or the man or whoever it was years ago didn't know that coffee was supposed to be hot and got burned by it and sued McDonald's and won <laughs> untold millions. But... Uh, I mean, come on. <laughs> Nobody's ever noticed before that fast food commercials make the food look better than what it actually is when you go through. This is something that we, people didn't understand, or at least this person claimed to not understand. I mean, you go to McDonald's, and you on the commercial, I guess, presumably they get your order right, but that's never been my experience I, I guarantee you without exaggeration i'm batting in my life i'm 41 years old i'm batting maybe this is being generous i'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt 50 percent, 50 percent of the times they get my order right the other half there's always something wrong the more people you order for the the more the odds go down in your favor that they're going to get it all right and I, I don't mean just you know a little bit wrong i mean i order you know what i order sam a hamburger with mustard only now could anything be more simple than that? Bread, meat, mustard. That's it. That's hard to mess up. 50% of the time, they don't get it right. 50%. So, um, yeah, because it's pull around not the, Hold on. It's not the way the burger comes, buddy. you gotta do, You got to order it the way it comes <laughs> there now. Don't you you got to get that, that assembly line. But it's, it's harder to, to get it the way it comes with the, all the fixings and all of that. But no, but I don't sue them for that. And I don't sue them because it's all squashed and, uh, you know, the, it doesn't look like a sirloin steak on there like the Burger King commercials do. I tell you what, those Burger King commercials make that thing look like a, some gourmet-type chef-type. Well, and Carl's Jr. has been known to do this, too. I mean, they're literally making their burgers and stuff like that seem like, hey, you're going to have sex when you eat one of these things. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's, right. that's the way they do yeah. them, right? Carl's Jr., uh, your your burger comes with a bikini model, uh, you know, eating it. Yeah, uh, with darn these, right, uh, man. Yeah, I don't know. You I mean, you know, we're making to eat it too when you go to Carl Jr. Baby, <laughs> I'm telling you, right. yeah, Carl Jr. I, I look at this though, and I say, Hardy's. really, is this of all the troubles in America? Though, I mean, they've been literally doing this for decades. Not just, not just um, the BK Lounge or anybody. Look, they've been making food look delicious uh, forever. This is nothing new. But we're in a society of <clears throat> you got these. Um, what do you want to call it? Brushed models to look perfect. You got brushed food to look perfect. Everything in our society is that way, right? Well, that's right. And I'm interested uh, to see how this goes, if it gets thrown out, if they get sanctioned, or if they win. I mean, anything goes in America, so God only knows how, how it's, it's going to play out. But Yeah, but the, the, yeah, the, that the, coffee was too hot. It's the quintessential <laughs> losing our marbles on that one, huh? <laughs> so I'm, I am interested. I mean, it's a frivolous topic. However, it is interesting. And it, it's interesting, I think, too, because... You have people who seek 
legitimate redresses in the courts for very serious issues. I mean, I had one. Yeah, like life, vote fraud or something like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, stuff like that, you can't even get a hearing. But stuff like this, I mean, it's making news. It's making national headlines. That's why we're talking about it, because we cover the news with our particular brand of commentary and opinion and analysis. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, so think about that. That's making the news. This is a serious issue. Uh, this, whereas, this psychosis started when coffee was too hot, and when you spilled that, you could sue McDonald's there, and, you know, right? I mean, that, uh, that, that's when all this psychosis kind of began. But the idea that this is uh, unimaginable, that it would look better in a commercial uh, than, than it does at your neighborhood location, I mean, give me a break. I mean, there's no way they can make them look that good at every location. There's just everybody knows that right, we got to do a follow-up on this i, I want to see if this person uh, gets it gets a check yeah keep it on the box i gotta find some way to you know hey i didn't get my model with my carl's jr deal i i feel like i mean you're gonna deliver the burger and not the chick i mean come on carl's now jr. <laughs> carl's jr is interesting because on, in the carl. south they're called hardy's they're called hardy's right. in the south but it's the same restaurant i don't get that but whatever well, it's slightly the same restaurant. They have slightly different menu items and stuff like that. But it is the same chain, and they do advertise the same salaciousness, same uh, agenda that goes on uh, with that. All right, prominent Democrats, James, flocked around Barack Obama. He went to the White House, don't you know? <laughs> and uh, they flocked around this. Barack, and they ignored whacked-out Joe while they were at the White House. Cite... I guess what happened is Joe Biden signed an executive order aimed at strengthening the Affordable Care Act. We're back to this shenanigan again now. So Trump signed executive orders to disassemble the thing or whatever you want to say. Now Joe's bringing it back by executive fiat, uh, in my opinion. But Joe signed this thing. All the Democrats were there. Barry, Barack Obama was at the White House. And what happened is after he signed the bill, Joe kind of started to walk away. And uh, he realized that he was alone, so he looked around, wow, looked back. Everybody was around Barack and just celebrating uh, Barack Obama. And Joe just kind of put his hands up like, oh, man. So they jettisoned Joe. They doubled down in backing of Barack Obama. Very, very interesting telltale sign of what's probably reality come the next election cycle. James? If Biden were someone who I liked or even had one issue of agreement with, I I would still say what I'm about to say. This has nothing to do with his his politics, but he's obviously, I mean, this this isn't any sort of uh, amazing observation by me. I mean, we knew this back when he was running against Trump two, three years ago. He's obviously mentally checked out. It, it was almost sad. I mean, if he wasn't a tool for absolute evil, and Biden is just one of these career politicians, like you see, one of these sociopaths, whatever uh, the latest trend is with the left or with the media, whatever's fashionable and trendy in those circles, that, that's what he's for. I mean, he has no core beliefs. He's just a tool, and he's been a tool that's been used for evil, like so many. I mean, he's not unique in that regard. But it, uh, if, if you could discount all of that and just look at him as a human being, it's sad. I mean, to see him wandering around lost in that room, I mean, the, the gaffes that he makes every time he speaks, it, it would be embarrassing. I, I, if, if you could try to, again, imagine him as a human being and, and, and perhaps even 
you know, your own grandfather or great-grandfather in, that, in a nursing home. I mean, he really is like a nursing home patient. The idea, though, that once you get past that, that this guy, this just goes to show that Americans will really buy anything or at least go along with anything, um, that this guy is the president, that this guy is making his own decisions. I mean, this guy is barely functional, barely functional. And we saw the thing with his, uh, uh, his little handbill uh, where he had uh, printed out in, in large font what to say if he was asked you know, even the, the most basic of softball questions, which is all he's ever fielded anyway. Uh, you know, the, the very simple Q&A, uh, one-sentence questions, one-sentence answers. Uh, he's just not there. And I saw that thing with Obama, uh, I guess it was yesterday, and, and to see, Biden literally didn't know where he was at. It's just, so – that that that's that is really I think though very remarkable that the system could pull this off. I mean we talk about puppets and there's no shortage of puppets, but puppets normally are able to think for themselves at least in terms of hey you know I I know I'm going along and I'm being used and I'm a puppet because I've agreed to be a puppet, but I can make my own decision. I I, I really don't think I mean they don't make their own decisions legislatively or with regards to what they do as a, somebody in a position of power. They're they don't have that autonomy, but they, they could probably make a decision on, you know, when to leave the room or how to find their way to a bathroom. or something. This guy is uh, is gone, and to think that he's in, in one of the most powerful positions in the world is really scary because that was sad what I saw yesterday. I mean, he's calling himself Obama's vice president, and it, 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 it's just it's, – it, it's getting worse, it, 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 as, as it always does. It's This, this thing with Biden is getting worse and worse every year. I, 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 the beginning, the Democrats are, I've seen a lot of stuff, a lot of prominent media types are are beginning to, you know, point it out and mock it a little more uh, than they ever would have when it mattered. And I'm wondering if they're going to change a horse midstream. I, I really, really think there's a good chance Biden isn't the nominee. Well, what what will happen is he'll have, <clears throat> right now they're covering up a lot of the health issues that he had, but what they'll basically do is say, hey, you know what, he just has some uh, unknown in advance health issues that now must uh, take precedence for him as he, you know, deals with his family. And, you know, they always go that direction. So they won't just jettison Biden publicly or in his face. Uh, they'll just make a reason that, hey, you know what, Joe just can't continue. Unforeseen circumstances, don't you know? He's got to be with his family and uh, with his loving wife and dear children and all this um, idea. But really, no one talks to Biden as he wanders. I mean, this is literally what happened, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we've seen it bad when he makes mistakes in speaking, when he acts like he doesn't know where he is, uh, etc. But this is almost quintessential. Um, highlight the fact that not only does he not know what's going on and he's confused, but he's alone and nobody even supports him. Do our bidding, Joe, because you're an old politician that will destroy you if you don't. But otherwise, nobody cares about you. We're already beyond you. We're going to celebrate Barack Obama, for goodness sakes. We're going to, I mean, I don't know that the imagery could be more stark and in your face. We'll talk about it more in seconds on your radio. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. 
Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean, quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting, I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions, we're about, you right. know, prevention, all of these other services, I was shocked. So since this. you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay, abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They are the largest single abortion provider in our country. politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, James Edwards with me, ladies and gentlemen. So literally no one talks to Joe as he just wanders around. And I'm telling you, uh, the media is so scripted that this is not by accident, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can say this is just a, a, a gaffe or a mistake. No, they're literally positioning something different by highlighting Barack Obama, all the Republicans fawning over Barry, showing up at the White House, uh, and Joe just kind of left to wander. I don't believe this is a mistake. I think this is intentionally sent imagery. James? Interesting. That's interesting. That's an interesting uh, idea. Uh-oh, we'll try to get uh, but back it was here it was unmistakable, yeah, unmistakable. Uh, interesting idea you had there, Sam, about that. I hadn't thought about that angle. I mean, perhaps it is, but it was unmistakable though that it's just something you don't see. I mean, he was wandering around a crowded room, sort of isolated and not knowing where he was supposed to be, and for the president of the United States to sort of be just meandering around, looking in every direction, kind of lost, without at least. A Secret Service escort or anybody just coming up to paw, a paw at him or glad hand him or you know get a little well, face even time. his press it's secretary to take up the microphone and take kind of the lead and say hey I got a couple I'll answer a couple of questions the president needs to go to another event or be be somewhere or do something or whatever uh, you know you could dismiss the president in a very classy way even if he wasn't able to handle things look they've made you believe that presidents were fine when they were in wheelchairs and you never knew till later kind of a thing look this is intentional folks write it down remember what i'm telling you james i uh i wonder though and if they are setting him up to take a fall uh to you know he needs to spend more time yeah it would it would be that sort of an exit we all know it's because he just doesn't have the the health to to do anything much less be president but uh his politics notwithstanding it's just not there you know right left or center i i do think if they if they do pull that plug it would be that the graceful um you know, he, he, 
uh, yeah, because if, if they go too hard, if they go too hard and attack him and admit that he's clueless and a national security risk and everything else, then they literally hang themselves yeah. out to dry because they're the ones that put him there. So they're not going to no, do they're that. Not gonna do that. What they're going to do is they're going to make Joe look a little bit um, not good, not good, not good, and then basically say, "Hey, you know what? He's got some health problems that were unanticipated." Hey, the physicians looked at him before, and these things weren't there. Uh, they've developed, and now they've kind of gotten away from us. Uh, therefore, you know, we got to do this and that and whatever. Uh, they're going to do it in a graceful way, but they have got to. He cannot serve uh, probably even the, the next two years, much less take on the next four. No, you're absolutely right. I, yeah, if it, it, it's a big, big uh, a question as to whether or not he could even finish his first term, much less run for reelection, and the idea of serving another four years into 2028. I mean, that's just that that's ludicrous at this point. But yeah, it, but, you know, they could certainly just say, you know, for an undisclosed health reason, or he wants to spend more time with his family, or and and I think this could be a realistic uh, way that they go. He 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 wants to be the hero. He wants to. Pass the torch to this new up-and-comer, you know, Democrat to be named later because it's not going to be Kamala Harris. Uh, Kamala Harris is not going to be uh, now or later uh, the Democrat uh, nominee for president. I, I just hope Joe gets out of there before he dies and she doesn't become president by default. You want to know but, who, if they're not very careful, they're going to pick James? Who do you think? Yeah, this is this is a, a big part of this is an interesting topic of conversation. You ready? I don't know. <laughs> Stacy Abrams. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know, know if what? you know this, ladies and gentlemen, but she got shut down big time now when she ran for governor. She failed. And most often, when you fail and crash and burn like that, your career, for the most part, is done. But I don't know if you know this. The latest headline about Stacy Abrams in the mainstream press says this. Stacy Abrams, now a millionaire. Yeah, the Democrat says she's worth $3.17 million. That's according to state disclosures filed in March. And so at first they attacked her and said, you can't even get your own financial affairs in, uh, you know, squared away. And so that was part of her undoing uh, last go-round. But most politicians crash and burn. She has done nothing but revived, coming out swinging, going, hey, I've solved my financial problems. I'm now good to go. You know, uh, do you want to respond to this change? We've never seen something like this unless you look at Barack Obama, Bill Clinton. These come out of nowhere, Johnny come lately, but yet become president realities. Look out for this lady, folks. I'm warning you now. I think, Sam, there is a potential that we will we got to mark this. So this is um, April 6th, Anno Domina 2022. We got to mark this. I think we can look back at this show and, and say we told you so. I, I think that there is a good chance of that. That would be somebody they would be want to run, except for, you know, Barack Obama, yes, he was a relative nobody when he ascended seemingly out of nowhere to the presidency, but he at least served one term as a United States representative, Stacey Abrams was a member of the State House of Georgia. That is all she has ever been. She was a member of the State House. Hey, no pro Hey, I ran for that office, and um, you know, there's no shame in that. But that is, I I'm talking the state legislature. 
Uh, and then she was a failed candidate for the governor. You know, almost one, almost one, but a failed candidate for the governor. But a member of the Georgia State House. That's it. And in a uh, perpetual malcontent. You know, she is uh, one of these perpetually aggrieved minorities that that you know really hates American history and hates the founding. Um, people of this nation and um, the culture that came uh, with Western civilization and all of that. I mean, she's a chronic malcontent, uh, but she really is a nobody. I mean, the media has made her everything she is. She was a member of the Georgia State House who lost a campaign for governor. That's it. But I see her face, God help me, <laughs> see her face Every time I open a browser, if I go to YouTube to listen to, you know, some of the doo-wop music I like, I see an ad about Stacey Abrams uh, hawking whatever, whatever she's upset about today, uh, you, know, you know, raising money for that, that cause. I mean, she is everywhere. I do think that that would be a prime candidate. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, and, of course, we'll have to see what well, happens here's Trump. the deal. She failed and lost to Kemp uh, before. He mocked her for owing 54 grand to the IRS and being literally upside down. And the, the statement at the time was, hey, how can you manage any government affairs when you can't even manage your own finances? Well, now she's got the upper hand because she claims, hey, I'm worth $3.1 million. I've solved all my problem. Now she's a millionaire. And now she's running for the governorship a second time, and they're positioning her. So whether she runs for president in 2024, I don't know. Uh, but all I'm telling you is they're grooming her. And when you find these people that literally um, overcome all odds, Bill Clinton's about down. They do a 60-minute interview. 60 minutes, he comes back, prominent as all get out. Okay, uh, Barack Obama come out of nowhere. No one knows who he is at all, just a nobody. And then all of a sudden, he's president. When you see them do these magic tricks, when you see the media cover for them and them turning somebody into a household name out of a nobody, a nothing, uh, okay, Kamala Harris is a great example. You know, she was a nobody. Nobody even wanted her in the Democratic primaries at all. How Joe picked her up is beyond me, but it might have been that she agreed that, hey, you know, you sleep your way to the top, as it's been allegations are that she did. Uh, so uh, go look at San Francisco and, and, and learn about all that, folks. Uh, but then, hey, at the top, is she the only one that won't literally say Joe's lost it? Is she willing to be silent for, okay, where do we go with this? And you look at this thing and you go, Stacy was done. She lost epically. She had no real credentials. She made her one-and-done deal. But yet now, wow, the prominent Democrats are flocking around Barack. They're, no one's talking to Joe. Georgia gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams stays in the news. What for? Why would she stay in the news? What gives her the credibility or the mojo or the experience? Here, here. The, okay, what? The, there's only one answer. We've got plans for you just like we did for Barack. Don't forget it, Stacey. You're on the stage, and we'll make you a rock star. We'll turn you into a household name. I don't know when, how, where, or what for exactly. I don't know the trajectory, if you will. But I'm telling you, this is not by mistake. Uh, letting Joe walk around and then letting Stacy and some of these other people uh, come to prominence. You watch. There's something to it, I promise. Yeah, I uh, right because she has no other claim. I mean, to, to be the member of a of a state house of representatives that's that's very that's about as that's as entry level as you get. And the fact that she's this national rock star within the Democratic Party for what? Because she's just a, a, again a perpetually aggrieved black she's woman. She's full of hate. She's full of anger. She's full right. of okay. She's not anything that you would want to promote at all. But, but yet the fact they've that got they've kept her. her they've kept her percolating, and and and, and uh, since her defeat some years ago. 
and she's become more and more of a household name with the, the Democrats. And, and Georgia's, you know, a big swing state. So, we look, we're not saying that she's going to be the nominee of the Democratic Party in 2024 or even 2028. Uh, but I, I think that's one you would you would want to keep an eye on. And God help what us we're if that saying is What we're saying is this. Her continued promotion in the media in favorable light is not an accident. And they've got an agenda for her. We don't know what it is yet. But I'm telling you to keep an eye on it. Hillary in trouble. We'll talk about that coming up on your radio. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Biden administration is looking to an extend a pause on federal student loan payments. The moratorium has allowed millions of Americans hit hard by the pandemic to postpone payments. The extension would apply to more than 43 million Americans who owe a combined $1.6 trillion in student debt held by the federal government. The proposed moratorium would run through August. In an effort to save the lives of the voiceless, the Oklahoma House approved a bill Tuesday that would make performing an abortion a felony, punishable by up to 10 years in prison, except to save the life of the mother. The House voted 70 to 14 to send the bill to Republican Governor Kevin Stitt, who had previously said he'd signed it into legislation. In my part of the state, and I think that's true in most areas of the state as well. Oklahoma House of Representatives Republican Jim Olson on Tulsa Channel 2. USA Radio News. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Call 800-631-9123. 800-631-9123. That's 800-631-9123. Think of everything you do to provide for your family. A home, food on the table, health care, vacations, and saving for your kids' education. It's all good as long as you're alive, but it's only a drop in the bucket of what they'll need if you die without life insurance. Buying term life insurance is not something you can afford to put off. Call the Term Lifeline now for the lowest possible rates on quality term life insurance. Term life rates are at all-time lows, and we can save you up to 70%. If you already have coverage, you could be paying too much. One call. Under President Trump, the United States was energy independent, and we were supplying a large portion of the earth with the energy it needed. Since green energy technology in no way can support America's energy thirst, perhaps American leaders should have gradually moved away from fossil fuels as we grew our green technology. Although the United States and NATO have imposed heavy sanctions on Russia, the Kremlin still has money coming in from selling their energy around the world. Louisiana Republican Senator John Kennedy, appearing on Fox News, explains how crucial it is for the United States to shut down some of this trade revenue. We're not going to win this war unless we cut off Putin's cash flow. We're not going to cut off his cash flow unless we can get Europe to stop buying his oil and gas. Kennedy calling on the White House to lift restrictions on U.S. oil production so Europe can rely on American energy rather than Russia. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. USA Radio News.
with news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, James Edwards, talking about all kinds of interesting uh, headlines in the news, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're talking specifically about Stacey Abrams and what will happen to her. I don't know. Again, I don't have the blueprint. I'm not an insider, so I don't have the playbook. But I'm telling you right now, they're putting her on the national stage in favorable light situations on purpose. She continues. Every time you think she'd be a nobody and should disappear, boom, there's a positive story about her putting her in a very positive light. They've got plans for her, ladies and gentlemen. Beware. I'm telling you right now, write it down and remember who told you uh, about it first. All right now, there's a new um, story out, too. It's WND.com with the piece Art Moore wrote it. Art Moore's a good guy, dear friend. Here's the headline, James. Text confirms Hillary's conspiracy to steal election, says special counsel. Durham drops smoking gun as he spells out his operating thesis, if you will. Last week, believe it or not, the Federal Election Commission, or the FEC, fined the Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign, along with the Democratic National Committee. Why? For hiding its funding of the now debunked Trump dossier. So literally now you got uh, Hillary Clinton's uh, campaign fined, the Democrat National Committee fined, and now we have text confirmed that she had a conspiracy to steal the election. Now, I said right before the break that Hillary's in trouble. She is factually. But you know what? You've never been able to convict the Clintons of anything, no matter what they do. Even when they were in the White House, Bill and Hill, they literally had all kinds of allegations of murders to their tying, t- tied to them. They had literally allegations of perversion and sex and drugs. And I'm telling you, we reported on it back then to the point where can anything take these people down? Now election fraud literally alleged by the, what do you want to call it? The Federal Election Commission. You literally have the special counsel, John Durham and others, documenting this reality. Where do we go from here, James, with this one, you think? Yes, um, I mean, again, what's uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Here, here you again have another scandal at which the the Clintons are uh, prominently featured, and it's been that way their entire lives. I mean, if we just didn't have this dishonest, immoral, and corrupt conservative media framing these people at every turn, I think uh, you know, Bill and Hillary could have really reached their full potential, and she could have cracked that glass ceiling and become the the first woman president because that's what's important not that we have the best person for the job but because it checks off a particular gender or color that hasn't been represented in that office before that position um but i yeah she may be in trouble but i mean what are they going to do i mean they're never going to go after her they're never going to to actually hold them accountable for any of the crimes they may have committed or even do a serious look into those crimes so she'll be in the news um this story will be in the news for 
you know, probably not much longer. I'm surprised it's gotten as much play as it has, and, and it'll just uh, drift away like all of the previous scandals involving uh, Democrats and the Clintons have, and she'll continue to, to be fabulously rich and celebrated in her very uh, corrupt and degenerate social circles. Now, they say oh, Bill the Clinton, wheels you know, of Bill justice. Clinton's still out there shuffling around. They say the wheels of justice grind ever so slow. Um, but they do grind. Do you, do you think that there might be some accountability here? Or do you think we're just going to go ahead and find the Clinton campaign, find the DNC, um, but yet no real accountability? Just a little fine here or there. It's kind of like, hey, uh, you know, you beat somebody up in a, in a uh, NBA game or something like that. We're going to find you 50 grand and keep you out for two games. That's it or whatever. Uh, is that kind of what we're seeing? Or do you think there'll be any real accountability for a change? Well, if it would, it'd be an incredible change. If it did happen, that'd be really unprecedented. You know, when's the last time? Same thing about this. Well, no, I take that back. Uh, I can't think of examples. Examples are made when they want examples to be made. I was going to ask you the question, when is the last time you saw a high-ranking government official swing for for a crime or even an alleged crime? When do they actually go after? And I was thinking, well, when did that last happen? I mean, it certainly doesn't happen as often as it should. I mean, you've got uh, a governing body. The halls of Congress are absolutely populated with traitors. Uh, look, I, I don't advocate violence. I never never have, and you shouldn't even be thinking that way because you're just going to end up in jail. You're not going to be a martyr. You're not going to advance the cause of liberty or any of the things that are quite rightly things we advocate for. Uh, you're just going to be put away and be taken away from your family. So not only should you not commit any sort not of Not to mention violence, lose the moral right. high ground. But hey. Well, all of that, all of that. You're going to set yourself. You're going to ruin your life. You're not going to accomplish anything. You shouldn't even be thinking about it. But I mean, you know, there there are no shortage of traitors, literal traitors, in in, in our government. I was going to ask, when is the last time you saw anybody pay a price? Um, that was a high-ranking official. And then I was like, well, okay, well, you did have Jim Traficant, uh, you know, Steve Stockman. I mean, they do go after people sometimes and make examples of them, but but not for the things they should. And so in this case. Yeah, you're not. No, I don't think anything's going to happen. When's the last time anything happened to one of their people at, at this level? Uh, I wish some, it would, ladies and gentlemen, because literally, if last week the Federal Election Commission fined Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign and the DNC for hiding its funding of the now debunked dossier, literally, I don't know what more you could do than find them and prove their guilt by finding them and making them pay for that. And now text confirmed she, Hillary had a conspiracy to steal the election, says special counsel as they drop the smoking gun, this text or whatever. I look at this and I go, we've told you there was election fraud all along. They've mocked us. They've ridiculed us. They've, uh, set, they've jettisoned us at the courts saying you don't have standing all the way through. And now the DNC and Hillary Clinton campaign both get fined because uh, they funded the now debunked dossier uh folks this is this is i don't know how to make it more blatant than this that's election fraud if you fund a dishonest dossier that the government and the mainstream media runs with to the point could that have overturned the election could that have changed the election results enough just on that fraudulent hey trump's uh doing this and doing that and i mean he was with a hooker and Peter's bed and whatever they're saying and all the way through to the man he's in bed with the russians and he's this and that and he's man this dossier is Look at, you know, um, 
the anti-Trump steel dossier, you look at that and you go, wow. And then you hear text now confirms that Hillary had a conspiracy to steal the election. You put those two together and you go, wait a minute, this is the prosecutor here. Or this is the, um, what do you call it, special counsel, John Durham, dropping the smoking gun on this as he spells out his operating thesis. Now you can say, well, it's not done, Sam. My response is, well, then what are they finding people for? What are they finding the DNC for? What are they finding Hillary Clinton's campaign for? Um, And then this on top of it, and you put it together? All right, well, I'll put the third piece in place. If you don't accept that as a problem or big enough to change the game, Hunter Biden now, as we know, the laptop's real. The New York Times lied about it, pretended it wasn't real for literally over a year. They covered up this story about Hunter and Joe uh, while the election was happening. That alone Not to mention all the Hillary stuff. That alone could be enough to change the outcome of an election. Literally burying a story about Hunter Biden in bed with who? Everybody, literally, internationally speaking. Uh, Using the vice presidential status of Joe Biden at the time. Uh, Now it turns out the Hunter Biden, while this scandal unfolds and the mainstream press ignores it, Hunter Biden is currently living in a mansion in Malibu with Secret Service protection costing the taxpayers 30000 a month. That's according to ABC News, James. But think about that. We're literally funding this guy to have Secret Service protection while we make allegations that now that even the New York Times doubles down admit we're factual. They used to say we were conspiracy nuts. But while they promoted their own conspiracy through Hillary and through Hunter to literally trash Trump, This has effects on elections, folks. Let's not pretend that it doesn't. And if you literally have Hillary funding a dossier that turns out to be false, and then you literally have text confirm Hillary's conspiracy to steal the elections, and then you literally have Hunter running around, you cover the story so people can't know the truth, you've put Trump in such an unfair light, a dishonest, not-reality situation as the enemy, and you put Joe Biden in a position of trust and authority and responsibility and, hey, let's take the uh, country back from the Donald Trump loony asylum. And, okay, you put all this together and now Hunter's receiving protection at our taxpayers' expense? How does this not change the outcome of elections? And how do we pretend there's nothing here? Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries.
as a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, ladies and gentlemen, text confirms Hillary's conspiracy to steal the election, says special counsel John Durham dropping the smoking gun. Last week, the Federal Election Commission literally fined Hillary Clinton's 2016 election campaign and the DNC for hiding their funding of the dishonest, now-debunked dossier. And now Hunter Biden is currently receiving government protection, Secret Service protection, living in a Malibu house, costing taxpayers $30,000 a month. Uh, When you literally promote the dossier, which is fake, and you fund it, when you literally uh, get caught in a conspiracy via the texts, when you literally get fined in your campaign and fined at the Democratic National Committee level, and then you have the Hunter cover-up where we didn't tell the story. The laptop was real. The scandals by Hunter are out of control. And the media and the government covered it up, putting Trump in the worst light possible and putting Joe Biden in the grandpa's going to come in and save the country from the insane asylum of the Donald Trump era. Uh, grandpa Joe, steady, long-term politician, above reproach kind of lies. When you do all that, How do you say there's not election fraud when literally fines are being handed out, when literally uh, people are being being indicted around Hunter right now, and they're still ignoring it and covering it up? How do you not realize there's a massive vote fraud conspiracy uh, by hook or by crook? The evidence is coming out. What do you say to this, James? I, I, I think this is the smoking gun that we've been talking about. Now they're being forced to admit it, but yet nothing's happening. And nothing's going to happen. I mean, I, I, th- nothing's going to happen. These uh, friend of mine said that uh, the courts exist to protect the people who are in power from the people who are out of power. They're going to be backed. Uh, th- these people are with the globalist in crowd, and they are going to be protected. I mean, y- y- th- these aren't the kind of people like Trafficken or Stockman or, you know, even sometimes Democratic staffers or low-level Democratic operatives that take a, that take a fall. They're, it's just not going to happen. It may be the smoking gun. It may, it may have proved everything. But even Trump himself didn't go after these people when he was in office. And you could say, well, it was because he was stopped by uh, the horrible people he populated his administration with. And you'd be, you'd be pretty much right about that. But even Trump, you know, he didn't go after Hillary Clinton. Um, even if he couldn't have made it stick, he didn't even try. And without, without a, 
a guy with at least the false bravado uh, of, of Trump. Who do the Republicans have? I mean, they don't even have anybody who will fake being a tough guy like Trump did. And they don't have anybody that's going to go after uh, these people uh, because it would give them bad press. And that's what they are most deathly afraid of. They don't want. So I'm going to I'm going to disagree slightly when you say nothing's going to happen. Now, let me double down and say this and then get your response, James. I agree with you. Nothing's going to happen in terms of prosecution for these people. Low level people might, uh, you know, buy the farm, whatever you want to say or whatever. But nobody real is going to be suffering for this. They'll just go, man, it was really bad. Thank heavens we find Hillary in the campaign. They'll never do it again. Uh, if we really have to, we might put some reform in place so that, you know, we fix this thing or a few low-level people take the ax, uh, et cetera. Nothing's going to happen. I agree with you a thousand percent, but here's what I say is going to happen. I'm going to ask it in the form of a question and have you respond, James. Here it is. Will the Fed trigger a recession? Will we just literally have so much scandal on the home front that we're going to go to war and recession to take our eyes off the ball and uh, our minds off the reality. That is going to happen. I am sadly afraid. I'm trying to build a, a woodshed in my yard, James. And I went to the store yesterday. Uh, my sons went to the store to get some wood for it and everything else. Literally 20% cost. I built a shed literally uh, like five months ago. And I'm building another one because there's two locations. Anyway, they're identical. Well, the shed that I'm building now, identically, five months later, is about 20 to 25% more expensive just for the raw materials than the other one. I don't think this is going away, and I think that this is going to be used as the um, scandal negator, if you will. Uh, now, that is is more believable. Uh, the idea that you're ever going to see Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton or any of these other criminally corrupt politicians, lifelong criminals behind uh, bars, that, that that's not going to happen. I don't know if this issue has gotten enough public play yet to where they'd have to. I mean, this goes back to the movie Wag the Dog with Robert De Niro and Dustin Hoffman. Really good movie, actually, where they... they manufacture these wars to get scandals off of the um, uh, public uh, out of the minds of the public consciousness i don't know if this story right here has gotten enough play nationally i mean outside of our media organs like oh, so think of the whole story though the hillary clinton cover-up the fines the dossier the whole thing the hunter biden all these are just elements of the same thing scandal at the top by the democrats all roads lead to that but the mainstream press ignores it and if they can if they can move the needle into uh, other issues, war, scandal, the economy, the recession, the whatever. Hey, nobody will pursue this. You're exactly right about that. There's no doubt about that. I mean, my God, this has already blown COVID. COVID was their go-to thing for two years, and uh, the situation in Ukraine has blown that off. And what you, you say, though, and this is you know certainly a little more than tangentially related, uh, the inflation and the cost of living right now are unbelievable. And uh, it, it, it's everything from real estate to gas. I mean, I fill up the car as soon as the light comes on. Last week I did it, and it was $65, which was more than I've ever paid for a tank of gas. Uh, now, I people listening on the West Coast are saying, $65, i got to get down there and get that break, you know, because I know in some places it's $100 or more already. It depends on what car you drive, of course. I drive a SUV. for i got a family of five. But um, last week it was $75. That's a $10 increase for the exact same amount of gallons in a, in a week. And you can't even – you can forget buying homes right now. You know, the cost of lumber 
If you're building a new home, it's just uh, you, astro, you, you just can't do it. It's price people out. Uh, yeah, something is going to have to give with the inflation and, and the cost of, I mean, McDonald's, you know, for a family of five is 30, 40 bucks now, 50 bucks, depending on what you get, if you get dessert. People are, are, are really going to start hurting. I mean, I have begun to felt that I don't see how people are making it right now. Uh, and the, the government gimmies that we were getting last year are gone. I mean, that was a mistake to begin with, but, uh, you know, that people don't have that to fall back on now. There is something brewing big. I mean, you've got the situation in Eastern Europe, of course. The the, the prices here, uh, it is altogether. There's a perfect storm that seems to be accumulating, and it just depends on how the regime or how the system wants to play it to benefit their aims. I don't quite see the the full picture yet, but uh, there there's more happening now than I think's been happening in my lifetime. And I look at the different fronts. War and rumors of war always seem to be percolating. That could bust out at any moment and be serious indeed, especially to most businesses that rely on China and Vietnam and overseas delivery of goods and services. I mean, you have a problem with China, and instantly 90% of our economy is decimated overnight. Jobs will be gone and everything else. Uh, But that is on the the horizon. Uh, The idea that, you know what, if you get too um, complacent, James, we just might bring back another COVID experience. I mean, it might be COVID 9.0, whatever it'll be at the time. But, hey, we can bring that back at any time to lock you down. They're still secretly pushing for vaccination cards and mandated government. There's a global push now to create a, a dossier on you about your uh, COVID status testing and everything else. I mean, they're not giving up on this tracking and tracing and uh, of you at all. In fact, they're accelerating this, even though you and I kind of believe, okay, we can take off the masks now and we can relax. We've averted the big meltdown. Uh, if you work for the government or if you whatever, your job is still in jeopardy. Uh, if you, um, you know, haven't got a vaccine already, they're coming for you. Um, none of these things are out of the limelight. And every one of them can have serious financial impact and economic impact, to say the least. And they can literally bring any one of these, um, I don't know what you want to say, just under the surface issues, out to prominence. They can use the environment and go, you know what? We just had a new study come out on global warming. We're going to have to just simply say you can only drive your car three days a week, James, because, man, you, I mean, look at the global warming. Look at the, man, there's storms. Look at tornadoes are all over the south. It's crazy. It's all because of you driving your car. They can bring out any of these issues anytime they want in any configuration and peddle the lie to the point where the American people will swallow it hook, line, and sinker. And they've got absolute dictatorial control. They've discovered that over the COVID period, over the last two and a half years. They thought we the people would rise up and stop a lot of this, and we haven't. So now they realize they can go for broke with no consequences. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is the the way I see it, James. Well, your last sentence there was the the – the real key that people need to focus in on is that uh, they increasingly test the waters. This goes back to what we we're talking about in the first hour with more and more radical and perverse issues now up to and including the so-called transgenderism and pansexualism and, and the grooming of kids from kindergarten. And, and that that's a serious issue that Americans should debate. And, you know, the whole thing with the COVID lockdowns. Yes. I mean, they push it, push it, push it, push it. And see how much the people are willing to take. And every time and at every turn, it's never too much for the people to swallow. Never once have you seen conservatives. I mean, yes, you'll see Black Lives Matter or people like that get out and riot and destroy cities. Of course, they're allowed to do that. 
But uh, and I'm not saying conservatives should do that, but you never see conservatives do anything. <laughs> so hey, there's never a bridge that's too far for conservatives to accept and uh, or patriots or people who think like us or whatever, you, however you want to define the term or, or, or define the people who, who agree with us on the issues. Um, they've not pushed back yet. They haven't pushed back since R.L. Dabney's time. I mean, I, well, I guess they did but in the war between the states, but certainly not since then. And so, yes, I mean, if they know that people are going to eventually go along with it, um, what's to stop them from doing anything? Nothing. That's the problem. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just telling you right now, you see this, and we, we need to prepare our families. We need to spiritually prepare. We need to physically prepare. We need to emotionally prepare. Don't panic and think you have to do it overnight, ladies and gentlemen. That's a mistake as well. But what you've got to do is turn to God, family, and country. You've got to heal relationships. You've got to repent before God. You've got to get a little bit of beans, bullets, and Band-Aids, if you will. Uh, we've got to spend time on these things for our families, James, because I'm telling you, intentional or not, one of these things, every one of these things can't be brought to the brink and then all of a sudden just be like, everything's fine. One of them will bust loose intentionally or not. If they keep this on the brink with so many balls in the air, one of them will have to be, will, will cross the line, whether they intend it to or not. I don't think they'll be able to stop it if they bring this many balls in the air at the same time, so close to catastrophe, every single one of them. So we need to get our handle on this uh, from a family point of view. I'm warning and, and, and encouraging right now, warning that, it, that this is reality and encouraging people to do something internally. Get some beans, bullets, and Band-Aids, folks. Get prepared. Do things that can set your family up if you're not allowed to drive. Set your family up if you're not allowed to go outside. Whatever the case may be, we've got to prepare our families, James. Final words Yeah, that's here. the thing. Yeah, with just 10 seconds, we have to abjure the realm. Uh, we have to be disconnected to the ability, to the extent that we can to make ourselves self-reliant and self-sufficient, and whether that's buying land or growing your own produce or having a little micro farm, we have to do everything we can to be as disconnected from the system as possible for the health and well-being and the very survival of our family. Ladies and gentlemen, two hours. That's a wrap for James Edwards, thepoliticalcesspool.org, and Sam Bushman, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net, syndicated all over the place. Thank heavens for radio stations, AM and FM stations up and down the line. Thank you for the other incredible networks and affiliates that are all involved in the show. Without you, we wouldn't be here. So thank you so much. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic.